0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's Word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Can we make some noise for Jesus? Oh, come on. He's worthy. Come on. He's worthy. All of our, our hearts, our attention, our focus is, uh, is on him today, every day. Um, I was talking to the team recently, um, that's I I want to be able and and who would you guys uh, would agree with me that I believe that it's so important that we important that we learn how to host Jesus not just on a weekend basis. How many of you guys believe that we are hosting his presence today, right? Come on, he is here in the room. How many of you guys can feel his presence? He is here. And you maybe you don't feel it, but you know it. Come on, right? This that's what it's all about. It's about him because we're here for the word which where did my Bible go? How did I not make it up here without my Bible? Anyways. Oh, right behind me. That's how drunk I am right now. There you go, guys. Right, there. Wrecked by his presence today. Since I woke up, it's just pff, washing over me. But So I believe it's important that we uh, host his presence we, uh, on the weekend. Yay, we all agree on that. Amen. Woo. But I believe that it needs to be something that we learn how to do daily. How many of you guys are with me there? Come on by, show of hands. Wave your hand at me if you think that we should be hosting God's presence every day. Well, I'd like to um, share with you um, some important truths on that. There's a lot that we could teach on, um, but let's just ask God to uh, teach us by His Spirit. The Word says that um, we have an unction from the Holy One, an anointing that we know all things. Another um, other spot, this is re- referencing the Holy Spirit. Um, another scripture teaches us, and you can look these up because I don't have them memorized. I don't remember where they're at exactly. 1 John 2. Um, somewhere, uh, like 1244 four, something like that. Um, the, another scripture says that, um, he will teach us all things. How many of you guys have ever been in a, in a hard place? Like maybe your boss is asking you a question or maybe, you know, um, you're uh, in school and you're trying to figure something out. Maybe uh, as a, as a, Stay-at-home parents, or you know, you're just in a in a place, and you're like, "Man, I wish that I knew the answer to this." How many of you guys have ever been there? You're like, "I wish that I knew." Well, the Bible teaches us, and this is going to be directly in reference to teaching about Him, but He can teach you about everything. I like the story. Well, uh, sorry, I'm all over the place here. He can teach you all things. Somebody say all things. So he's a he's a teacher, and he wants to teach you, but that means that you have to want to learn how many of you guys want to learn about him today okay let's let's lean in lord we come to you in that our father i should say we come to you in the matchless name of jesus and we thank you that you jesus you gave us this holy spirit you promised us the gift from the father and we thank you that holy spirit you are that gift oh we love you so much you're the gift that keeps on giving and we're so we're so overjoyed by you, and we're just asking in humility, God, we come to you in lowliness, recognizing that we could do nothing apart from you, and that you are here to aid us, to help us, to teach us, and we're asking that you do that, and we thank you. Everybody who agreed said, thank you, Lord, because we're believing that we're going to leave different when we came. Come on, can you tell them thank you in advance? Thank you. This is where faith comes into play. Thank you, God, that you're going to teach me about yourself. Thank me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to show up. Come on, can you feel him? He's, he's lavishing his love on you already in this moment. Thank you. It's that expectation and gratitude. Thanksgiving opens the door for miracles, signs, wonders, because It says, thank you, I believe before I see it. How many of you guys say thank you today? In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, I'm so thankful that he he comes at the right time. He comes even though he doesn't have to. Come on, he comes because he wants to. Aren't you so glad that God wants to come to you? I I am too. I'm so glad. And so I'd like to talk to you about the power of presence today because I believe that it when he shows up, his presence and the power of his presence, when it shows up, it changes everything. Don't you remember that that, that moment when you got on your knees maybe or you um, came to the altar or you were in your bedroom alone or you're having a conversation with a loved one or maybe even a family member and you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. How many of you guys uh, are, are in that place today where you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, right? And you remember that that moments. When you first did that, and it was, it was so sweet, it was unlike anything else. And you could feel his presence. I, I, I don't really know anybody who's, who's asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life, to save them, to, to make him their Lord, and they didn't feel his presence. And at that moment when his presence showed up, it changed something on the inside of you. I, I, all of you right now by a show of hands, who remember that moment because it changed something on the inside of you. Come on, we wave your hands. Look all over the room. Look at, look at God showing up every time just because why? You asked him to. So um, I didn't put this on my notes, um, but I think that's such an important thing that we ask God. Um, I was looking at a, a, a story yesterday, the prodigal son and there's a there's a verse uh, here in Luke 15:31, where um, the father is responding to uh, the older son. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the story, um, it starts off with two sons with a loving father, a very generous and rich father. And this is of course an equation to uh, or in relation to our heavenly father. Um, and this is important that we we don't just come to know God as, as God and Jesus just as Jesus, but there's something much deeper and much better and, much, and, and more amazing than, than um, him being sovereign and supreme and, and divine, and it's called friendship. And, and I want to I get into that today because I believe that when we open ourselves to receive that intimacy of friendship, it changes everything for us. So the story of, of the prodigal sons is, is that they are in relationship with their father. Can somebody say father? So father, fatherhood has to do with um, in the relation of God being our father. Is The fact that he loves us because we bear his image and nature. And for all my parents, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't I didn't know. Uh, I didn't have a, a depth or an understanding, a revelation of what it meant to love offspring because I didn't have one before McKenna. But now that I have a child, I recognize that there is nothing that she could ever do that will ever make her not my kid. And so Jesus said this. He said, for all who um, believe in him, that he's the son of God and receive him as so, they earn the right to become God's children. And that's really key here that we recognize Jesus as the Son of God because that is our, our door, if you will, the, the um, window into uh, the relationship with, with our Father. And so, from this place, as God, not just being God, but now being our Father, there is nothing that you or I can do. So come on, somebody needs to hear me say this today that God will ever stop wanting to be your dad. And I know that is so foreign and counter cultural. It's just completely opposite to everything that religion teaches us because we think we earn the right to become God's children based off of our, our goodness or badness. Basically, I'm, I'm showing up, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, so that means God wants to bless me. I, I, that's not true. That's just not what the Bible says. For God so loved the world that he gave. Before we ever did a single thing, God was giving because he said, I want to be in fellowship. I want to be with them. I want to be where they are. He didn't have to come, but he wanted to. Come on, that ought to make you shout. That ought to make you say, thank you, God. And so in this story of the prodigal son, we see all these different a- aspects because this son throws away his inheritance. He say he demands that... God give him what is rightfully his because I'm God's child. That means I deserve to be blessed. I deserve to be able to do what I want to. Notice that, that in this story, God never, the father here, he never says anything otherwise. He says, you're right, it's yours. It belongs to you. Your life is your own. What, I, what, what is mine is, is yours. You can take it. But watch what happens here in uh, the story, and you can read it in Luke 15. Because as soon as he leaves his father's house, what takes place here is not that he is cut off from his father's provision, is that he leaves the access to the relationship. And this is what closes the door on the blessing. It's not because God isn't a blesser. It's not because he's not a giver. It's not because he's not good. It's not because he's not his father. It's because he leaves. Somebody say leave. He, he turns around and he leaves. And I'm trying to make a long story short here. I really am. He ends up in a really poor place. I mean, you guys know it. He's underneath the bottom of the bear. We've all been there more times than not. We convince ourselves that 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 uh, we've got to do it on our own. Come on, don't don't elbow your neighbor. Don't li- don't lie about it. You listen. We all know we're stubborn. If we weren't, we, we'd be God. We'd be perfect. We wouldn't need a savior. I'm not I'm not saying that we can't work past the stubbornness or that we shouldn't try to. This isn't this isn't a license to sin or a license to to leave fellowship because you know God's good. I'm, what what I believe that this ought to show us and present to us is that we should we should never want to leave. We should always want to stay in communion because as the story progresses and. The kid comes back, and, and, and here's something really important to note here. When he comes back into relationship with God, there's a couple of things that are really important. First of all, the kid repents. So repentance has to do with not saying, I'm sorry. It has to do with recognizing that your own way is wrong. So if you're taking notes, that's a good one to write down. Even though I don't have it up on the screen, I'm sorry, you have to forgive me. Um, a lot of this is just kind of coming to me as, as I'm getting it. So... We, we recognize that our own way is wrong. Got it? And then um, in humility, um, which kind of goes hand in hand with repentance, um, we, we recognize um, the relationship. We recognize that this is not about our actions. Stop trying to earn your way back into the good graces of God. Yeah. I, I can't say it any other way. God does not want or need your your so-called dirty good deeds the bible says that our good actions our good things don't compare to his righteousness his holiness he doesn't need you to do another good thing come on are you hearing me church today are you hearing me sons and daughters today god does not need you to do he's already done that's what the cross was about come on hallelujah thank you lord his blood shed it made a way. The cross is the way back to the heart of the Father. But it's not necessarily the fact that we're coming back into alignment. is that he was, he was making the way because he wanted to come close to us. It's only that we have to receive him as such. Come on, this is good news. All of this to present to us an opportunity to be friends with God. You have to understand this, my friends. If if you have grown up, like most of us have, with a a polarized view of authority within the home between parents and children, and the fact that the parent has a final say so because they are the boss, this is not the way it works in the kingdom. And that's not to say that we shouldn't obey our parents. Please don't misunderstand me because honor is so important within the context of of this relationship that we're referencing. You'll notice that the the kid came back and repented because he recognized the authority of his father. But in so doing, the father said, listen, all that I have is, is yours, like all that is mine is yours, Kills the fatted calf, uh, emphasis on the, there was one, it was held for a special occasion. And and he says to his older brother here, uh, I think it's verse 32, uh, Luke 15, that he says, the reason that we killed the fatted calf is because I thought your brother was dead, but now he's back alive, and so we're rejoicing, we're celebrating. And, And all of this is to emphasize and highlight the fact of how much God cherishes us as individuals. Right, that I mean, there, there's nothing higher or more important to God than who you are. Your heart. <laughs> I, I cannot emphasize that enough, and that's that's not uh, on on the notes again. But I'm just saying, guys, God loves you for you. Yeah. It's not because it's not because you're. Pretty and perfect. It's not because you're good enough. It's because you're his kid. But something so unfortunate takes place within most of society, especially here in our, our our culture in America. And it's that we forget that all of our all that our father have is ours. All that our father has is ours. And that's what Luke 15:31 says. The father said, My son, and this is to his older brother. He said, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. This is, this is following a conversation now that his son says, I've been here the whole time. How many of you guys have ever felt like that? You ever had a conversation We got like, my back hurts, right? We were talking about that last night with Caitlin, my wife. Feeling frustrated, feeling lost. And the point, of the, the point of this conversation is not to just recognize the access that we have within our Father's kingdom. It's the access that we have to the relationship with our Father. Don't, please don't take this into the, the ditch where f- sometimes faith can go, where it says, well, since I have access to everything, the, the riches of the kingdom, then I'm just going to use my faith to believe God for all of these things and miss the fact that, that it is the access of the relationship that opens the door to the access of the things. And you'll remember that Romans 8:32. Will you put that up on the screen for me? I didn't put that up in my notes either. I'll tell you guys a lot of this just really came to me kind of last minute. I wasn't even actually gonna preach today. Carrie was going to, but she got next week, and now I get today. I was I was super excited. So uh, it says, God has proved his love to us by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son, Selah. Somebody say Selah, which in other words means sit on that, think about that, take that home, meditate on that, chew on that. Don't skip past this spot. I know the Bible doesn't say Selah, but I'm just saying, you ought to think about that. And since, somebody say and since. God what? Somebody help me out. What's that word? How many of y'all like Free. Come on. It said, what? He said, freely. Freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all. He certainly won't withhold from us. What? Anything else he has to give. Let me ask you guys a question. How much you think God has to give? How much you think the one who made the heavens and the earth can give? He speaks, and it manifests. Healing? What, do you think that's hard for God? But our, but our many times our actions prove otherwise. We think that we have to beg. We gotta get into alignment. We gotta say the right things. We gotta have the right declarations. Gotta, da, 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 da. And none of that is true. I'm not saying that our words don't matter because they do. What I'm saying is this this all is supposed to be birthed out of relationship, friendship with God. There's a song that uh, we used to used to be sung, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. But yet I find that I myself struggle to believe that. How many of you guys, right? Why does God want to call me friend? I'm so glad you asked. John 15 says this, and this is the one I woke up with this morning, weeping in bed, reading it. I'm like, ah. John 15 one of the most amazing portions of John right here in, uh, after the 10th chapter, Jesus says, so this is my command. Help me out. What? Love others. Oh, y'all, come on, that was weak. What, what is our vision? He said, this is my command. Love others. As much as, what? I have loved you. I, this is something that you ought to take home and ask yourself the question how much does god love you let's not just talk about what god did but let's talk about why god did it you know that parents do things out of love for their children because, not because of what they do or don't do this is how it ought to be so this is when we when we see Jesus giving his life, what we are seeing is a picture of the Father because Hebrews 1.3 says, every time you see Jesus, you are seeing the Father. He is the express image of the Father. So the actions of Jesus prove to us the heart of our Father. And the heart of our Father says this, for the greatest love of all, verse 13, is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated, demonstrated when a person, what, sacrifices his life for who? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Who? Who are we? Next verse. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. Next verse. And I've never called you servants. Because a master doesn't confide, confide in his servants, and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. Uh, again, interchange here, master, with our father here. And I'll prove this to you because this is so important that we take this home. He said, But I call you my most intimate friends, and, and we're hearing the heart of the father here because this is the Lord Jesus. This is all in red here, folks, this is in our, our Bibles. He says, for I reveal to you everything that I have heard from who? My Father. Skip forward to John chapter 20 after the resurrection. Jesus is appearing to Mary now, and he says, Mary, don't cling to me. Verse 17 of, of chapter 20. There we go. For I haven't yet ascended to God, my Father. Now watch this. Next, for, next sentence, he says, and he's not only my Father, And God, but now, come on, somebody help me out. He's what? Now he's your father and he's your God. Now go to my brothers and tell them what I've told you, that I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. My friends, the power of presence is this, that for God so loved the world that he sent his only son To show up on earth and prove to us his love for us, for humanity, for the world. That is the power of presence. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he showed up, that he listened. I I had uh, just two points here for you about um, friendship. How to be like God. And And how to be friends with God, if you will. Because you'll recognize this, that when God wanted to be our friends, number one, he did what? Come on, we just read it. I just repeated to you, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. In other words, he showed up. Yeah. Showed up. That is, that's the number one thing that God does when he wants to prove our friendship to us. I had a slide. I guess I didn't get it. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Stay with me, Blake. When God wants to be our friends, he shows up. Now, here's the thing. I feel like a lot of us can easily ask the question, but God, where are you? Like, I need you. Like, things are hard. how come I didn't feel your presence? Or like, how come, like, even though, like, you showed up, like, the thing that I wanted to change didn't happen? Right? The loved one that's not here. Well, they're with him, and like, that's better than being here. Hallelujah. But your word says you're going to provide. And they repoed it, right? Bankruptcy, divorce, death. Suicide even, you know? And like, but God, I was praying. Have you guys ever been in a position where you did something that you felt like was the right thing. It's almost like as, as though God had spoken to you that this is the right direction, the right thing to say, the right thing to do, give, and yet people are questioning you. How many of you guys ever, ever had, a, had a thing like that? Or maybe God did say something to you, you didn't do it because you were questioning. I think that so many times we get in a position where we think that this friendship with God is that... <sighs> Hear me out now. Hear me out. Like, we think that we can be God because it's like, <sighs> because it's like, But this is what your word says and this is what you did for them. And like, you think like, I know the heart of God. Like, I know his voice. Like, I know what the right thing is. And yet, it doesn't, the interpretation of how we think God should show up doesn't line up with a manifestation of his presence if you will or the spoken word the kairos moment that that instant when you when he becomes tangible and i relate to you how sometimes we try our very best and yet people misunderstand us oh you don't think you could Misunderstand what God's trying to do, because you just you you're perfect. You hear perfectly. You know everything there is to know about the Bible. God's choice will always be us. But I I want us to walk away from the idea that God wants to be our friend with the importance and, and reverence for who He is as God. Yes, all that he has is yours. And this access to riches and the fact that we can request things from God opens up a door to some really wild requests, bottom line. So I I think that the importance of this note, that the fact that God proves to us that he wants to be our friend by showing up, should not be misinterpreted by thinking that God is just like your buddy, your friend. Because even though Jesus proved to us in John 15, stating to us that he divulges these things to us, it's not for the the sake of us to um, take advantage of them, if you will. And I, I say all this because I believe that it's important for us to walk away from this conversation Again, with a reverence and understanding of who God is as our father and our friend. And the reason I say all this is because it is so crucial that we do not misrepresent his heart. But yet how many times have we done that? All right, don't elbow your neighbor because they lied or cussed at you. Right? You flip somebody off in traffic, they cut you off, she said that, he did that. Like it's not even about all that. It's about relationship. It's about friendship. It's about intimacy. Intimacy. Number one with God and then with what? Others. I'm so glad you guys are, man, you all doing so good. So the number one thing that God does is shows up here on earth. And the number two thing that, that I see happening over and over and over again when he shows up is he does a lot of Listening. The number two thing that you and I should be doing to be friends is listening. But they're wrong. Oh, you didn't think God knew we were wrong when he sent his son to die for us? Because we were dead wrong. But yet he showed up. He shows up when we're wrong, when we mess up, and he listens to us. Because that's what good dads do. They're, they're accessible. They're available. They're so kind. I, I, I'm not trying to preach into their Father's Day message because last week was great. Love all of our dads. But the reality of it is, you know, every weekend's a Father's Day. Every, every time we're talking about the Lord, we're talking about the Father. That's the, that, you know, that's the reason. I'm Learning so much right now. That's the reason the new covenant is a better one because it's not just an adjoining of a bride and groom. Not to say that the church is not will not be joined with the bridegroom. However, it's to it's a better covenant because it puts us in a position to have a father and not to just have a god. It's not like mind blowing. And so we just see this in scripture and over and over and again. Uh, especially in the Old Testament, that God, that God listens. How many of you guys think you ever prayed a, prayed a prayer and it hit the ceiling and bounced back to the floor? But yet in Scripture, we find the divinity of God as related as omnipresence, as omniscient. There's one more I'm looking for. He's everywhere all the time. He's all powerful and he's all knowing. Omnipotent. Omnipotent. Thank you. It's been a while since I've used that word. God, in, in, in that way, he is God. How many of you guys believe it would be a lousy God to pray to if he was like, only like, mm, don't like that prayer? It's like when your friend calls and you're like, mm, not a good time. <laughs> Ooh. See, this is the thing about friendship, is that we are supposed to be like God. It's inconvenient. I already, let, let me tell you this story, because I was going to say, I already gave them my last $20, and, like, they already owe me $200. I was on the streets in Austin a couple years ago at this, like, deal, and um, this guy was like, hey, you got, you want to go out witnessing? I was there with a bunch, like, a group of a bunch of pastors, and this guy looked like he was homeless himself. I... I, I I feel bad, like, saying that out loud, but, like, that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, who is this guy, and how did he get invited here? Like, we were staying in, like, all this super nice hotel. It's it's like Jesus when he invites the sinners into his midst. It's like, this guy does not belong here, but yet this guy is more interested about, about the people who aren't there than the people that are there. Oh, yeah. help us, Lord. Come on, somebody say help. help. Help Jesus, help. And so I'm like, man, like, because we're in the gym, like, I'm, like, serious about getting my my pump on. Isaac knows what's up. Javier. That boy been living at the gym lately. Where are my other gym freaks at? Nah, never mind, we'll talk later. We, we didn't have a... <laughs> By faith? Hey, that's a woman of faith right there. Come on. Hallelujah. I love you, babe. You look great today and every day for the rest of my life. And so... um, so we end up going out on the streets that night. And uh, we're going out. Of, we, like, walk, like, 20 blocks down to this coffee shop. And I'm, like, tired. I'm, like, man. Like, <laughs> I worked out hard. Been going all day. You know, sitting in, you know, these conference trainings, classrooms. just like, and, like, I got a super comfortable bed, like, at the downtown Marriott. Like, I never stayed at a hotel so nice before. And we end up back at the hotel. And, yeah. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? And so we just start talking to these guys on the street. You know, they're drunk. They're smoking. And Jesus died for them. Right? You know what I'm talking about. It's not about us anymore. It's about, we, we've, got to, we've got to bring people into reconciliation. Isn't that what 2 Corinthians 5.18 said? Now we've been given the ministry of reconciliation because God reconciled the world back to himself. He's not mad at us. He's not mad at the world. Stop thinking God's mad at you for what you have or haven't done. He, He wants relationship with you. He's in the business of reconciliation because he's a good father. He wants to be friends with his kids. And all the ones that aren't in friendship with him, he wants them to be in friendship. That's why he said, Go out to the byways, go out to the highways, start inviting in everybody that you can find. Because the ones that I wanted don't even want to come. How sad is that? And yet, here we are. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Here we are with this entitled attitude that I deserve this because you died for it, you paid the price. It's mine. Yeah, we don't want to live with the access over the relationship. I'm just saying. I pray that I pray this revelation becomes real to you today. I really do. The the how much God wants to be friends with us is just absolutely amazing and beautiful and supernatural. And so we're out here on the street talking to these guys that I think they don't even like, they ain't gonna do nothing. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I was like, I want you to give this word. You're like, to them? <laughs> they had their, they had they already had 15 chances, Lord. I what what good is it going to do? Like I know how to be God. Literally. Maybe maybe I'm the only one And, uh, I'm trying to remember. We talked to one guy. I don't even remember. I think he goes back inside and starts drinking some more. Because I, I feel like I remember him coming back out. And, um, he's like even more belligerent, like fighting with people and stuff. And at this point, um, there's this guy that kind of rolled up. And I mean, whew. He was not in good shape. And, um,. It was the craziest thing. I give the guy five bucks because he's like, man, like, you got anything? I was like, sure. Man. Like, five bucks. Like, pff, what's that going to do me? I mean, they had literally given us, like, $100 in gift cards to go. Or not, like, 100 I think it was, like, 50 to go eat or something like that. And so I'm like, man, the least I can do is, like, the money I was going to use to eat, I can give to this guy. He can get something to eat, right? It's the least I can do. He's like, yeah, I just blew $200 this guy gave me. I was, I, was gonna, I was supposed to go stay at, uh, at this shelter. God gave me $200, and I went and blew it all on drugs. I'm like, oh, th- give me back my $5. Like, <laughs> legit, like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, you need to know. You're a bad spender. <laughs> the proof is in your actions. Like, an hour ago, you could be getting a hot, like, a shower, Something, dude. And God's like, give him 40. I'm like, that's all I got in my wallet. Are you stupid? you not just hear this guy? He said he just blew $200. You want me to give him my money? This is a prodigal son. He said, it's mine because you gave it to me. I know what's best now. And uh, I reluctantly, very reluctantly, I was like, get my wallet out. Because I, I, I knew, like, God was saying, I was like, you know what? Like, okay. And it was so crazy because I gave him that $40 and nothing happened. You're thinking, like, that, that, that's not crazy, Andrew. Like, that's exactly what you thought was going to happen. It would have been easy for Jesus to think that nothing was going to happen when they were spitting on him, the Savior of the world. (laughs) Crucified on a cross. Condemned, mocked, betrayed. His actions prove to us what John 15 says. The greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. Before we were friends with God, you, you know what James says? It says we were enemies with God. And he calls us friends. And here I am on the sidewalk calling this guy a bum when God's calling him a friend. Here we are, betrayal, knives in our back. And doing the same to others that we've called friends or that have called us friends. Because they did it first. It happened to I mean they're gonna do it again. They already did it before. I want you to love them. I want you to forgive them. It, It it is so disturbing to me that Jesus says the people that you forgive will be forgiven. how to tell others that they're forgiven. But yet Jesus said, we get to do that. All I've really ever known is how to condemn. And so I just wanna encourage you guys today to show up, to be be the person that shows up when others don't because to be a friend like God means that you show up. My my dude back there on the back, Aaron, that guy shows up all the time. Javier, uh, so many people. My wife, she's always showed up. She's always been there to listen. And I I just think it's so beautiful and so amazing that that we get to do this. And I I believe that... uh, i just like to pray, pray for you guys and encourage you just a little longer as the bands appear to worship. I just encourage you guys to just stand on your feet with us. Let's worship for just a little bit. And let's ask God how to be friends like Him. How many of you guys believe that you could be a friend like God? You could be a friend to the sinners. How many of you guys want to be that friend? How many of you guys believe that, that God has called you to be that? How many of you guys want to be that friend to other people come on lift up his hands really high let's just receive from heaven you can you can receive like this you don't have to lift him up all the way i believe that god is inviting many of you some of you into friendship into intimacy with him for the first time in a long time as a matter of fact if that's you today where's my prayer partners please come 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 prayer partners If that's you today and God is inviting you into friendship or intimacy, maybe for the first time in a long time or it's just been a long time or it's never happened, I want you to come to this altar. If you are not living intimacy with God, if you are not in friendship with God, meet me down here, come on. I believe that God is going to show up and meet you in such an extravagant way that will change your world forever. Okay. Okay. The invitation's there. God wants to be your friend. Now you know that. There's no going back after this. There's nothing, and furthermore, there's nothing that you can do to make make it so. Like you don't have, like there's nothing that you can do by leaving today and proving to God to say that, that you want to accept his friendship other than just receiving it, other than just surrendering, other than just allowing him in. So, again, if you're not living in intimacy with God as your father and as your friend, the altar is here. Furthermore, if you would like to be that friend to others, which I saw, like, hands go all up, you can come down. But i just like to pray for you real quick, and then we're going to worship. So, God, I just thank you for each and every single person under the sound of my voice who would surrender, who would have a heart to say, Lord, I, I want to be a friend like you were. When you first chose to give up your life for me, even when I didn't deserve it, even when I had had done nothing, I was the bum who who had wasted everything. God, I want you to make me, anybody with a a callous heart, come on, clean and new right now in Jesus' name, I prophesy and declare it, that God would just renew your, your heart and mind. Come on, all you gotta do is receive it. He's here, he's moving, he's working. You can just tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, come on. He's making you like him. Come on, let's lift those voices, let's thank him, let's declare he's making us like him. Thank you, Jesus.
2: of your presence let us experience the glory just want to be where you are. And I just want to be near your heart. There is nothing like your love. There is nothing It's gonna be There is nothing like your love. There is nothing like your love.
1: All eyes on him. All of our attention. He's holy. He's holy. Holy. set apart, Lord. You're set apart, Lord. You're a friend like no other, and yet you draw us close. God, I thank you. I thank you that you want to be where we are. We don't just cry out, a Father, longing to be where you are. You cry out, these are my children in whom I'm well pleased. I desire to be with them. And I pray and ask it so according to your will that it would be manifest. You would make yourself manifest to us, your family, your children, your church, your bride, because of your great love for us. It's not that we chose you, it's that you chose us. And your love was poured out on Calvary for our sake. We have a testimony, I'm excited.
0: All right. So, what's your name? Lacey. Lacey. How long has your back been hurting? Uh,
2: since I was 21.
0: So, uh, how bad was the back pain before we pray? I'm
2: 25.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's four years. Thank you for clarifying that, Pastor. <laughs> so, for four years, you've had. Is the was the pain continual or did it leave sometimes?
2: Um, it would leave sometimes, but for the most part, continual.
0: Okay. So, what was the pain level today? Like an eight. Okay, so a constant eight out of ten pain. So you may think that's not that big of a deal, but think if your back hurt eight out of ten, uh, you know, level eight out of ten. Exactly. Thank you for the illustration, Pastor. So, now we prayed to Jesus, and we and He started dealing with some things in the heart. And what happened?
2: Uh, my back doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs>
0: See, what Jesus does is he'll, he'll heal the body. But can I, can I take this as a teachable moment? Sometimes our hurting heart manifests in our body. Do you believe that? Our body is connected to our spirit. Okay, we are one, spirit, soul, and body. And when our heart is unhealthy or is wounded in a certain area, for whatever the reason, it can and oftentimes will manifest in the body. So when you heal the heart, the body is made whole. That's a big deal. I don't know. I get excited about Jesus moving in our midst, right? God loves you. You see, this is just the beginning because what he's starting in you is a good work that will continue and will spill over to others in Jesus' name, right? If there's anybody else that needs healing in their body, the, the Lord is moving with healing this morning. If you need healing in your body, we're going to pray for you right over here. If not, I'm going to give this to Pastor. Come on, can we make some noise
1: for the healer? He's in the room. Come on, he's worthy. He's so worthy. Oh, you're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy so worthy come on Jesus we love you Jesus I love you
2: (laughs) Jesus I love you Jesus I love you
1: hear him singing that over you oh how he loves us come on oh Jesus how he loves us Jesus oh thank you Lord for your great love for us thank you Lord thank you Lord come on you can tell him thanks He never changes. Aren't you so glad that God's love doesn't change for you? He's so good. Listen, if you need healing, if you need prayer for anything else, we'll be here. We're so glad and thrilled that you're here and that you're with us online and in person. Um, We're excited for what God's doing in our house and we encourage you to just uh, continue to be a part of this by loving Him, giving Him your all and loving others. Come on, we say it like this, let's go. Love God, love others, and lead well. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week. We're here if you need prayer for anything. God bless you, each and every one of you.